Hi, you're listening to Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. SincerelyMrsMommy.com is a mom lifestyle blog dedicated to sharing authentic tips, advice, and inspirational stories for the modern mom. Our goal is to encourage you to grow, thrive, and be confident in every role that you lead. My name is Desiree Ofori. I'm the founder and the host for today. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hey everyone, how are you doing today, this evening, this afternoon, whatever time it is that you are tuning in? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. You are on the road with me today. (laughs) It is Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, and I am officially on me time. I decided that after an incident that happened today, it kind of propelled me to push forward and get me some me time (laughs) this evening my husband is at home with the kids and I wasn't able to accomplish something earlier today that I wanted to and I knew that I actually I've been thinking about this for a few days now that I need to find I really need to work on finding a way on how I can get some alone time with myself and to do the things that I enjoy without any children with me tagging along not having to feel like I'm in a rush and so I think I've I think I found the answer come out in the evenings when my husband is home I mean not every night but whenever it is that he is home and he's available um to take that opportunity to go out even though it's you know at night and I'd rather be doing it during the day it's at some point of the day I'm getting it's better than nothing. It's really better than nothing. It's better than what I've been. It's a lot better than what I've been doing the past few months. So kudos to me. So you're going to hear some background noise with the road and whatnot. So just imagine that we are, you know, riding out together. I'm in the driver's seat driving and you're in the passenger seat and we're just, you know, hanging out and <laughs> we're going to make this thing go. So if that irritates you, I'm sorry. Maybe you should listen to this while you're in the car so it can feel like real authentic if you can't imagine it. But um yeah, so enough with the quote unquote excuses. Let's get into it. So today I had a great session with my therapist and I've kind of been doing some, you know, therapy on my own with myself. Um, If you don't know, I have a background in mental health counseling. I have a master's degree in licensed mental health counseling. And so I used to be a therapist. And from time to time, you know, I counsel myself. (laughs) I go back and forth with myself. But it's been really, really helpful to have an actual therapist to go to, to sit down formally and like, this is my time to, you know, talk and to vent and to go back and forth about things that, you know, it's hard for me to figure out on my own and so I had my session today and after I left um, Kingston my three-month-old was sleeping and so I was like "Uh, maybe I should just go straight home but I really 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 wanted to go to Target (laughs) to look for some like long sleeve clothes um, long sleeve shirts because I don't really have much winter stuff and it's Florida cold right now which is like the 50s and 60s and for us it's really cold and for the rest of the nation they're laughing at us but hey who cares I don't have anything to really wear I've got like a couple of sweaters I've got some jackets but I I need I need to do better so 
I was like, let me just take the risk. So I went to Target and he slept the whole time, you know, on the way there. And when we got out and I'm walking around and you never really notice how loud the store is until you have a sleeping baby that you're trying to keep asleep. And when I tell you, like, everything was loud, (laughs) at least to me, like the radio on their walkie talkies, they kept going off. The phone was ringing because I was in the women's section near the dressing room. So that phone was ringing. There was people talking loud There's employees talking like everybody just hush. Stop talking. I'm trying to keep this kid quiet. And then I decided I picked up some items and I was like, maybe I should go into the dressing room, maybe not to get away from the noise. But then there were like two women in there who were like extra loud, kikiing, um, kikiing me, like just laughing and, you know, having fun. And so I'm like, I can't go in there because they're going to wake him up. Well, Kingston ends up waking up anyways. And I'm like, great. Now I've got to cut this visit short. But he seemed to be kind of chill. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe it won't be so bad. So I um, pick up the items, the ladies leave, I decide to go to the dressing room, and then he starts crying. And I'm like, great, here we go. So I take him out to nurse him a little bit. And usually I can, you know, nurse him for a couple of minutes. And then he would go back to, um, not go back to sleep, but like he would be okay for, you know, for a few minutes, right, 20 minutes or so before he's ready to like, I want to eat for real. So I thought that's that's what was going to work, but it did not. He was not having it. I mean, to the point where the boy was screaming. And so, you know, I know he's echoing (laughs) in the room, in the dressing room. So I decided to take him out. I nursed him. And I'm just like ticked off. Like, I just wanted to come in here real quick, try on some clothes and see if they fit and go about my business. But no, I got to stop and I got to nurse you. I got to feed you. And I'm trying to put on clothes, trying to multitask and still trying to, you know, make it work, put on clothes while I've got him in it. It's just not working out. So I feed him to the point where he's so full, he spits up all over me. Thank God I didn't have any of their clothes on. Spits up all over me and it falls onto the bench that I'm sitting on. And I, at that point, I'm like, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm so over this. And I was really angry <laughs> because I just, all I wanted to do was come into Target, try on some clothes, and be on my way. And my mind just starts going. The negative thoughts start playing in my head. And the last thing I said before I kind of like clicked out of it was, I hate my life. Okay, so let's back up. You hate your life because you couldn't try on some clothes at Target when you probably should have just went home anyway with the baby knowing that he may act up because this is not something new he does this from time to time it's difficult to shop with him and you're always in a rush when you're trying to shop with him so all of a sudden you know knowing all of these situations all of a sudden you hate your life and as soon as I said that in my head that I hate my life it was like click like "Uh uh-uh we gotta stop pause pump the brakes Okay, we're going too far now. (laughs) You can be upset, but you don't have to be all, I hate my life. That's ridiculous. And so something I started realizing a couple days ago is that I need to pay attention to what my triggers are. And one of my triggers I had realized in the last couple of days, like literally the last two days, was that I get 
upset when I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it. And what I realize is that I'm basically having a tantrum, like an adult tantrum. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And because I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it, or because I may be in the midst of doing what I want to do and I get interrupted because of, you know, the kids or a phone call or a text message. Like it just really, really bothers me. And what comes along with that is the tension, the overwhelm, feeling frustrated and irritated to the point where I'm like, okay, y'all, I've reached my destination, but I'm going to keep talking real quick. Um, that I I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So all of that, I get upset because I can't have what I want at the time. And I'm like, yo, this sounds like I sound like my three-year-old having a tantrum upset about what I can't do when I want to do it. And you know, that's kind of (laughs) ridiculous. When I like think back about it, it's like, oh my gosh, like really? So another thing I realized was that when I get those anxious feelings, depression usually at some point is about to kick in because then I start feeling, you know, upset and frustrated. Like, well, I can never do anything. And, you know, I go extreme. I can't do anything. I'll never get to do this or never get to do that. And, you know, woe is me and like life sucks. And, you know, it just goes on this spiral down. And the next thing you know, I'm in this depression and I don't want to do anything. I'm numb. I'm like wanting to cry or I am crying, having a meltdown, just super frustrated. And it's just a cycle that keep going on and on. And I realized that, you know, I need to pay attention to these triggers and I need to figure out what my triggers are as many as I can. I may not, you know, figure out what all of them are but at least the top three I can figure out what they are and what I need to do in order to help myself when that occurs so I gave you one of my triggers which was I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it and when I can't it's like an internal battle tantrum (laughs) I'm upset another trigger for me is being hungry hangry child I get hangry and so I always have to have that's just been something that's been with me for since I was a kid I always got to have something with me and if I don't I've got to have some gum or something to like help keep my sugar level up and it's just I I just can't be I just can't be hungry (laughs) another one is tired I can't be tired so if I combine being tired I'm hungry and I want to do what I want to do, but I can't, y'all, it's over. You might as well call it a day. It's over. And so realizing those situations has been um, very interesting. Like I've known for a long time, like I can't be hungry. And usually when I'm feeling like overwhelmed and the, all these emotions and feelings are rushing me over, I lately I've been stopping to think, okay, what's going on, Des? Are you hungry are you tired? Do you just need to have some time to go sleep? Or do you just need to get something to eat so that you can kind of function and, you know, manage what's going on right now? But now I've got to add on, you couldn't do what you wanted to do. So now we have to figure out an alternative 
until you can do what you want to do. And so that's what I came to today when I was having that, you know, tantrum, that silent internal tantrum. Y'all, I was I was so mad. I was mad at the baby. I was looking at him like, you just you just ruined my whole my whole dream right now. You're like I you, you crushed my dreams right now. And so I'm like, this is ridiculous. Just get out of this store. Just get out of the store. Go home. You're hungry also. And you're tired. Just go home, get something to eat, and you'll be all right. And when I was in the dressing room, I even texted my husband and I said, you know, I can never get any shopping done because, you know, he's crying. And I sent him a picture. Um, I think I'm going to post it on on social. You'll see um, where I'm just like in the dressing room, nursing Kingston. I'm not showing nothing. Don't worry. I don't I don't do that. But just kind of like, really, I really this is this is what we're going to do right now. I got all these clothes to try on and I'm sitting here nursing. That's what we're going to do right now. <laughs> Y'all, this is real life. This is real life. This is how it is sometimes. And it's just, sometimes it just can be frustrating. You know how it is. You're focused on something and you're putting your all into it or you have your high hopes and then something comes and just like, it doesn't matter what it is. It kind of just knocks you off the train and then you kind of like got to remanage what's going on it it can be very frustrating so no judgment no judgment zone here so so after I text him you know about you know my dilemma I was like I'm gonna need you to watch the boys I think I said something like that I'm gonna need you to watch the boys so I can go and get some because I really do need some clothes and so I thought about it and you know I was like I said I was upset about that thing and I started to think you know the depression feelings started to come like you know what forget about it I just don't want to do it I'll just stay home and just forget about it I won't go out I don't deserve to go out I can't go out I'll just stay at home and just just be mom and just deal and maybe one day I will get to go out but as the day progressed and I calmed down I got to eat and um you know relaxed finally you know I was coming back to my senses and I realized that you definitely need to go take advantage of this opportunity. You don't have to worry about paying a babysitter. They're with their dad. Thank God he can handle them so it's not not like I have to get them situated or whatnot. They're they're in good hands. <laughs> he knows what to do. And so go. Go for a couple of hours and enjoy yourself and don't try to rush back home and that's something that I struggle with I will go and I may you know go out and meet up with somebody um or you know try to go and do something on my own and in my head I'm like I gotta hurry up and get back home because they might be crying or something you know he might need some help but he's a grown man and he's a good dad and they are safe (laughs) so what am I rushing back home for what am I rushing back home for and so that's something I really need to work on and before I left tonight he said don't don't rush back home and I'm glad that he said that because in my head I was like well I wasn't gonna rush back home anyway but (laughs) I was like it was just nice to hear him say that out loud so what I want to share with you guys is you know that's that's my update I feel like this postpartum thing is beginning to leave me and I'm transitioning into 
you know, just regular depression, anxiety, and trying to manage that. And I know for a lot of people, and with, you know, postpartum, a lot of it does come from, you know, the chemical imbalance, the hormones. Um, For women who just had a baby, like your body and your hormones are going through so much. So much is going on. And um, your body just goes, the body is amazing, but it goes through so much. Our bodies are amazing, but they go through so much. And it can really affect us and how we see things and how we see life and situations around us. And sometimes we feel embarrassed to, you know, really speak up to say, you know, this is what's going on with me and this is how I feel. I don't feel okay or I don't feel normal or something's off. I just don't know what it is. But it's it's normal and I trust trust me, I bet a lot more women are going through it that you know than are saying anything about it. And it may be because, you know, they just don't want to, you know, bother anybody about it and they're just trying to figure it out on their own. Or they have somebody else to talk to about it, so there's no need for them to tell the world. Um, But me, (laughs) God didn't really give me a choice to not tell the world. It was just like pressing so hard on me that I have to share about my experience while I'm going through it. I feel like it's unfair, but I know that there's been so many women that have spoken up to me to say, thank you for, you know, sharing what you're going through because I went through that or I'm going through that. Or I didn't realize that that was was what was going on. Did that make any sense? (laughs) That's what was going on (laughs) when I had my kids and I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. So, you know, it kind of sucks for me because, like, I got to expose myself. But it's helping others. And that's all I want to do. That's all I ever want to do, help somebody. So before I leave, I want to leave you with some tips about triggers and how to figure out what your triggers are and how knowing what your triggers are will help you to move forward so when you find yourself in a situation where you are upset where you're angry you're frustrated um you're feeling depressed you're feeling anxious whatever ill feeling that you're having that is opposite of what you want to be feeling happy and feeling joy and love and you know excitement Think about what is going on at that moment, okay? So if, um, say you're having a depressed moment, think about, okay, why, why do, and you're like, I don't even know why I'm feeling like this. Where's this depression come from? Are you feeling sad? Yes, I'm feeling sad. What's going on? What happened prior? When was the last time? What was, what was going on right before you felt sad? And kind of just like back yourself up. Just like keep backing up. And you may want to jot this down on a paper and kind of like journal a little bit. I love journaling. I don't do it as much as I would like to, but it does help. Or you could record yourself and just have like talk therapy. And then you can go back and listen to, you know, yourself. Kind of like just work it, work it out. And so, you know, acknowledge whatever the emotion is that you're feeling. Whatever, if it's depression, if it's anxiety, if you're feeling mad if you're feeling sad if you're feeling doubt think about you know that emotion and then what was happening right before that emotion or that feeling came upon you and just keep backing up backing up until you figure out okay this is what triggered this emotion and then kind of think about you know how many other times has this happened and I felt the same way these same results have have happened to me 
And once you figure out what those triggers are, and like I said, you may not be able to figure out all of them right away, but if you can figure out, you know, one or two triggers and figure out what they are and what's going on in that situation, then when they do occur or when you know that they're about to occur, you can now start thinking about what am I going to do when this happens? So when this trigger, when this trigger happens, okay, now I know what the trigger is. What am I going to do about it? So for me, for example, the trigger was I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And I couldn't because the baby was crying and I had to leave. Well, I can still get to do what I want to do. It just may not be right now. What's the alternative? My alternative was I would just come back later, come back out later in the evening when my husband is home to watch the boys and then I can go and have my time and do what I want to do. It may not exactly be when I ideally wanted to do it, but I'm still going to get to do what I want to do. And because I know that I have that opportunity to do it later, then I can just release the tension that I'm feeling, stop the negative thoughts, back back up and just move on (laughs) until I can get to do what I want to do and it's it sounds so simple but it can be difficult but it's worth it I think of it you know as you're spiraling out of control as when you're going down a slide and you decide oh I don't want to go back down I want to go back up and you've got to push your arms out and your legs out trying to stop yourself from going down That's what those negative thoughts are. They're like a slide. They just, well, next thing you know, you're just spiraling, 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 spiraling down. And before you know it, you're at the bottom in dismay. And you're like, how did I? And you're looking at like, how did I even get to this point? Like everything was so good and bam, like that, it just hit me. But no, it wasn't bam like that. It just hit you. Something was going on before you started to slide that caused um, you to go down the slide. There was a trigger, something happened. So it's very important for us to, you know, when we realize that we're having those negative thoughts and we're beginning to slip, you have to be conscious of what's going on in your mind because like the Bible says, life and death is in the power of the tongue and it's in your mind as well. And whatever you are focusing on, whatever you are marinating on, whatever you are meditating on, that's what's going to flourish in your mind and it's going to come out externally. I heard someone say that um, if you worry, if you know how to worry, you ever worried about something, then you know how to meditate. (laughs) Because you're thinking about meditation is basically just thinking about something over and over and over again. And if you're just running these negative thoughts over and over and over in your head, you're just going to keep, it's just going to keep going Um, cycle after cycle is just going to keep spiraling you down and then next thing you know you're spiraling faster and faster and faster till then you're at the bottom you're like what in the world's happened we have to be conscious about what's going on in our mind what we're feeding our mind and we have to be conscious about our triggers be aware of them ahead of time if you know that something you're about to be in a situation that may be a trigger for you Start to think about the alternatives that you can do or what you can put in place for yourself or start talking to your mind about, you know, this is what we're about to go into this difficult situation. This is what we're going to do. We're going to breathe. 
We're going to, you know, calm ourselves down. We're going to think, you know, about this. We're going to, you know, do this. We're going to do that. You know, you know what to do. You know what to do. So just, you know, really be conscious. I guess that's, that's the point I want to get across. Be conscious about what is going on in your mind and what your feet, what their thoughts are feeding you because they will show themselves externally and you don't want to bottle up things so much that you, you know, next thing you're a sonic boom because <laughs> you can't hold it in anymore because it's just been building up so long. Um, you don't want to, you know, have an explosion. You want to have control over, you know, things. You may not have control over the situations around you, but you can always have control over how you react to things. And the more you are, are aware of what those triggers are and what's going to upset you, what's going to push you over the edge, and you can get a head start of like, okay, I'm about to have this trigger, or I realize that I have been triggered this is my plan of action to pull me out of it, then that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. So um, I think it's long en- this podcast has gone long enough. I'm here at Goodwill about to, you know, go wish me luck that I find some stuff. I may show my finds on the gram, on Instagram. We'll see. But um, I'm just going to get in here before, you know, they close so I can get some good, well-deserved me time in here but thank you so much for tuning in i hope what i said made sense and that you are able to get something out of it and um that's it for now until next time so you guys have a great one be blessed if you haven't had a chance check out the blog sincerely mrs mommy.com this week i talked about my experience with going to the women in women in philanthropy um, annual luncheon with Lakeland Regional Hospital and just my experience with that and getting to meet Jane Seymour, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, and how like influential that experience was for me. So definitely check that out. And then last week, my aunt, Violetta Greer, she talked about co-parenting and shared her and um, her ex and her daughters, their successful co-parenting Um, story and I just so much admire them even like down to the actual blog post like they all came in together to you know put in their piece you know I I just think that it was phenomenal and I'm just like so thankful that she would open up her life like that to share with the world (laughs) what you know successful and what good positive co-parenting can look like because it doesn't always have to be negative it doesn't always have to be horrible if both parents are willing to be you know, mature and work together and remember that it's, you know, all about their kid and not about, you know, their disagreements of what, you know, happened with their relationship, but is fostering a good relationship for their children. I think that, you know, anything is possible. So definitely check those out and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. You can follow along with the blog post at www.sincerelymrsmommy.com. If you'd like to send an email, you can do so at sincerelymrsmommy at gmail.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social, you can at sincerelymrsmommy and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest. Be sure to share this with your mom friends and tune in next week for another episode.
Thanks, you guys. Be blessed.